ciao a tutti. And then your name? Aniello Desiderio. All String Considered. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to All Strings Considered. I'm your host, Scott Wolf, and today you'll be hearing words of wisdom, music, and even a wee cooking lesson from Italian virtuoso Aniello Desiderio. All Strings Considered is brought to you in part by Guitar Salon International, the world's largest selection of fine classical and flamenco guitars and accessories, and by Audible.com. To get a free audiobook of your choice, go to audibletrial.com slash allstrings. There are over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I had never heard or even heard of Agnello Desiderio until his concert at last year's GFA, but seeing his performance made me an instant fan. That concert, almost a year later, is still in my mind as one of the most enjoyable solo guitar performances I've ever attended. But I must say, I approached his concert with some trepidation, as his program looked suspiciously full of standard repertoire. From the most famous Spanish works like Sevilla, Asturias, and the Torina Sonata, to Coimbaba. But his playing was anything but standard. His interpretations were incredibly original, sometimes bordering on recomposition. For example, I'm not sure you can even call his version of Domeniconi's piece Coimbaba. It was more like something that might be called improvisations on a theme from Coimbaba. His version of Asturias had a fermata on the first note. And in a piece like that, where one expects for the player to come out of the gates at full tilt, that says something. And those unorthodox interpretations are exactly where we're going to start today. I loved the concert. Thank I you. I loved the concert. You have some very, very interesting interpretations, like of the leyenda. And you started guitar very early. Yeah, I studied when I was six uh-huh. because of my father. He was a musician. He played in a pop band, and he dreams was to create a group with me and my brothers because I have two brothers. They play piano and violin, so I started with electric guitar. Oh, me too. Yeah, at six though. Yeah, when wow. I was six. Yeah, one day when I was, I don't know, maybe almost eight, my father back home with two long playing which was The Wall by Pink Floyd and Aranquet's Concerto. <laughs> and then he told me, choose. I love it. So just in case you missed that, his father comes home with two LPs. One's Aranquet's Concerto and the other one is Pink Floyd's The Wall. And his father says, choose. <laughs> and then I heard the second movement of Aranquet's and, and that was I it? choose that one. Yeah. And no more electric. No more electric, just for fun. To also, now I play sometimes with friends, uh, but it's just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. You always interpret things like Leanda with this interesting introduction. It, yeah, you know, once Leo Brower told me the work of composer finish when we write the last nota, and then our pleasure start when we see what the player find and feel about our composition. Huh? Uh-huh. So, of course, you know, I come from Napoli, south of Italy, and I'm completely sure that uh, the culture of each one of us, it's so important when we are on the stage. No? I cannot be fake when I am there. No? Mm-hmm. You know, Misha Maisky, cello players, mm-hmm. very famous, he said that artists will never lie on the stage. And this is a phrase which I love, no? So whenever I feel something which will not destroy it totally what, what is on, in the score, mm. then I need to do. But Legenda is also a kind of... Uh, Deconstruction, maybe? Uh, yeah, 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 it's... Uh, I needed to find something, no? uh-huh. I love this piece, I played since I was right. really young. You know, I had my last CD, yeah. I... It's called Spain, no? Yes. And I play uh, Leyenda with percussion. What kind of percussion is it? Just uh, congas. Congos? See, si, see, si, see. Si. And ah. different kind of other percussion, the triangle and uh, uh-huh. the water drum. Uh-huh. And, you know, Leo told me also, try to 
create always a story or imagination for each piece you're gonna play. Mm. And I have really my own imagination when I play that one. Let's hear the story that Agnello creates with his interpretation of Asturias by Albenis from his album Spain.
I love the idea that the interpreter is almost, in, I think when you play, it's almost equal to the, the composer. Mm. It's almost like you're, you are composing, right? The interpretation. Right. Do you ever compose yourself? I tried once, but I think that it's already too difficult to do only one thing. While we're still on the subject of interpretation, I asked Danielo about his reconstruction of Carlo Domenicone's Coyunbaba. You know, I I think I love this piece, no? But if you if you have the score and you open the score and you have a look, it seems really nothing. Mm -hmm. It's very easy stuff, no? Mm -hmm. But the the beautiful things of this piece is that I think can give really to the players all the possibility to create the atmosphere and to make music or feelings or to try to create emotions for the audience. Uh -huh. So I think that if you try to discover your way, then this piece becomes to be really incredible. Uh -huh. To play just what is written does not work. I mean, this is my personal idea. So there I really, each time I play there I change many things. Uh -huh. Whatever comes I do, no? And the, the recording is very short that you have, Yeah, right? because the recording is only the fourth movement, part of the fourth movement. Oh, no? okay. Yeah. So are you still so happy that's with why. the recording? Of course not, because the recording with Koyumbaba was in 1999, I think. Ah. So, of course, now I have many other ideas. But this is one ah. of the pieces which in the future I want to record back together with many other pieces which I found a new way to interpretation. No? I love that Agnello's willing to do this. It's a little bit like those photographs I've seen. You probably know the ones I'm talking about, where the photographer takes pictures of the same person in the same setting and in the same pose, but first at age 20 and then at age 30 and 40 and so on. I always like the idea that a recording is something very much like this, really just a snapshot of an artist's ideas and even a snapshot of their skills at that moment. So I love that Agnello has planned to re-record music that he's developed a new perspective on. I always find it interesting to hear a recording of the same person playing the same piece but with 10 years or so between the recordings. It's so fun to look for those subtle or maybe even not so subtle differences. I think this is also one reason why so many artists dislike their own recordings. They aren't really that person anymore, so they often disagree with their interpretive choices. And while we were on the subject of recording and re-recording, I did ask Agnello if there were some recordings that he was still happy with. And, uh, well, uh, what I like really is uh, the Scarlatti, which I did in one of the CD. Okay. Some sonatas by Scarlatti. Okay. Carulli, also the solo. Okay. Which is amazing piece. It's so nice with very long introduction, very slow, but does not get tired when you play. And I think also the audience when they listen. So first, let's hear Agnello's incredibly elegant rendition of Carulli's Opus 76, number two. It's in two sections, Largo Assai and Valse, and is from his CD titled Italica Famosa.
Tell me a little bit about the Scarlatti that we'll that I'll play. Ah, bellissimo. First of all, I think that Scarlatti sounds much better on the guitar than on piano. I spoke with also many pianist players, which I played for them, or they went to the concert, or they they heard from many other guitar players, and they have the same uh, the same feeling. The same feeling, you know. On yeah. the guitar, Scarlatti, of course, not all the sonatas, because there are some which it's almost impossible to know. Mm -hmm. But many, many of the more than 500 sonatas mm -hmm. on the guitar play so well. And I, I mean, I love Scarlatti because I find everything. Articulation, form, musicality, melody, canzone, aria. Eh. Okay, these are my favorites from that same album, Italica Famosa. Agnello here plays three Scarlatti sonatas, K14, 208, and 1. It's really nice programming to have the three in that order, as it gives the three works that satisfying progression from fast to slow and lyrical, and then back to fast again to finish. Thank you. 
you know, when you have a workshop like one hour, no? and there are so many young players and people, huh? so I think it's always uh, nicer to make a, a meeting with them. Because in one hour, what you can tell them, no, concerning technique. Huh? Yeah. So I always try to make answer, question and answer, no. Uh -huh. And it was nice because slow and slow we create a nice atmosphere, I think. And we started to speak because some of them they was asking me how you choose your interpretation. So we started to speak about the imagination, to try to use our our feelings, our fantasy, our different culture. The repertoire of the guitar is not so big. And almost of everybody, we have to pass from uh, between a certain pieces, which everybody plays. So it's nice and it's cool, I think, and especially for the audience, not to listen for the hundred times the same piece and to see if you play better than another. That's not art, I think. I think the audience comes and they want to listen how you play that one. I think that the guitar today, not only guitar in general, my personal point of view is that we need much more personality. I think that audience is getting tired. Also because of the repertoire, no? If you see in the past, why Julian Brin, for example? He will be the legendary in history, or Segovia. Uh -huh. You know, you can like or not those persons. Yes. But for sure, each note that they made on the instrument, it was something. If you put today a CD, which is Segovia or Brim, you recognize after two seconds. So, I think guitar, because we are speaking about guitar, mm -hmm. needs more personality. Yeah. There is the risk, and especially for the young generation, to try to play, I am better than you, or I am faster than you. What I try, for example, with my students, or during master class around, I try to, to let them think that audience is waiting for you. I mean, for you as a man, as a woman, as a spirit, as a... Yes. That's very important. Yes. Absolutely. So, this is what I think we need and fortunately there are many which are doing this and that's so important. Do you ever find that you have to, to hold a student back from doing that? Where they start to make choices that you start to question? What I say if they do, yes. I try to explain them also that there is a moment where you have to show that you know everything, the form and the character of the piece. Yes. And then once you show this, then you can start to create your alternative, your idea, first of all. Second, I try to discover with them the way of breathing they have. The way of breathing? Breathing, the phrasing. No? That's very important. And then I try to tell them, now this one you have to develop as much as you can and you have to find your way of breathing. Uh -huh. It's a it's very big discussion, but yes. those are the main points. No? Uh -huh. You know, I did many competitions. Agnello won 18 first prizes. My last was in 1994. I was 23, mm -hmm. and it was Guerrero competition in Madrid. The night between the semi-final and the final, I swear myself, I will not do anymore. Because, you know, it's really delicate the line between to play for competition and to play on the stage. It's very delicate because you can start and continue to play as you play on the competition, which many times is a bit different. I switched my way when I was 23. This competition in Guerrero went well, thanks God. So I say, okay, now stop with competition and now I start to try to create my way. No? Do you find that for the competitions they need to be a little bit more mainstream in their interpretation? Well, uh, for example, if a player goes on the stage in competition and start Asturias as I play... Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna get... You know, <laughs> so 
that's what I mean. Competition, <laughs> yes. you have really to show that you know the form, the music. This does not mean that I don't respect the score. But anyway, the yes. competition is, once you do this, then try to, to be yourself. The audience is not stupid at all. They know if you are fake on the stage or if you are true. If you try to give something, I think that whenever they feel that you are with them and you just try to give something, then it's, it's beautiful. That is, yeah. And then they give back. Absolutely. Right? And that is one of the moments when you understand that you must continue to play, no? you need continue to play. Yeah. No? Because it's hard, this life, you know, going around and concentrate and practicing yeah. a lot, you cannot stay with your family too much, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But there are a few seconds on the stage which gives you the answer, no? Because sometimes on the fly or in the hotel you ask, why I am doing this, no? <laughs> and that's the answer. So, I always say that if we come a day which I will not get this answer, then I think I will, I will stop. Last year when I spoke to Agnello, he had just recently released a new album titled Spain. And I was so happy to see that alongside many of Spain's most famous composers like Turina or Abenis, Agnello also chose to include a piece by my favorite composer and guitarist, Paco de Lucia. Now, as many of you know, Paco de Lucia just passed away, leaving us an enormous body of recorded works, having made tremendous contributions to the world of the guitar. So I'm so happy to be able to add Agnello's words here as yet another homage to the maestro Paco de Lucia. First of all, I love when music is, is good, no? any kind of music. And each time I, I heard and I listen Paco play, it's something from the first note I arrive inside of me. Incredible, no? So, once I got this score and I said, okay, I try hmm. to do, of course, not in flamenco way, but it's like a, a very little homage to this incredible artist, not to this legend which still go around the world. So, oh. I love that piece for this. Huh? Yeah. He's everything. I mean, it's a present from the God. Yeah, so I, I tried on my way, of course, I don't play flamenco, I don't know the technical order. So here's Ataranta by Paco de Lucia from Agnello's album Spain.
So today we're going to end the show with a recipe. That's right. Agnello is going to teach us how to cook spaghetti a vongole, spaghetti with clams. So if you're not hungry or maybe clams aren't your thing, then let me just say thanks for listening to All Strings Considered. I'm your host, Scott Wolf. All Strings Considered is brought to you in part by Guitar Salon International, the world's largest selection of fine classical and flamenco guitars and accessories. And by audible.com. To get a free audiobook of your choice, go to audibletrial.com slash allstrings. There are over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey, if it is time to switch off, maybe now is a good time to go rate All Strings Considered on iTunes. Like the show on Facebook or follow on Twitter at All Strings. Okay, let's get cooking. What do you do for fun? 
for fun. Yeah. I eat. <laughs> Do you cook as I, well? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and red wine. Yeah. And I love football. So huh. whenever I am in Napoli, I always go to the stadium. Uh-huh. And what do you, what's your favorite thing to cook? <laughs> Different kind of pasta I like to yes. do. Yes? Yeah. Can you give us a sauce recipe? Can you teach us? <laughs> in Napoli, whenever you ask for spaghetti a vongole, vongole, vongole. is the frutti di mare, uh -huh. one kind of frutti di mare, no? Okay. Is Which it... you can find in, in Italy. Is... The easiest things in the world to cook. Really? But it's the... The taste is incredible. Uh, okay, tell me, you know? how, do, how do we do this? Oil of olive, uh -huh. a good one. Uh, not extra. Not extra. Oil of olive, a good one. Uh, with garlic, uh -huh. how much? Depends on how many vongole then you gonna cook. Okay, so say. So for, for two person, two one piece of garlic. And you <laughs> cut very thin. Uh, and uh, some uh, okay, peperoncino. So peperoncino. The fresh one, the red one. The red one. Okay. Very small. Huh? And very hot, okay. but just a little bit. Yeah, oil of olive. Olive oil. Garlic. Garlic. Peperoncino. Okay. Okay. Wait till the oil makes uh, yellow the garlic. Yes. Not too much. Yellow. Huh? Not brown. Not not really brown. Yeah. Okay. And then you put the bongole. Uh -huh. And then you cover the. Wait one minute and then open. Okay. And then all the vongola really start to open and they give all the flavor they have inside. The sea comes in your kitchen. Eh? You have sea everywhere. You smell the sea. Must be fresh, the vongola. Uh -huh. And then this is the right moment because you have to wait. Vongola, when they open, they give a lot of water from the sea. So you have to wait till we be not dry but not too much water. There is not, a, a, for example, three minutes. No, you just have to look on it. When the pasta is done, then you put the spaghetti, eh, spaghetti, inside, and you spaghetti. start eating yeah, spaghetti. <laughs> or vermicelli. Okay. Vermicelli are uh, a little bit one. fat. Uh -huh. Then spaghetti, no? Uh -huh. Anyway, the long and thin one. Okay. This is the kind of pasta, al dente. Uh -huh. So you put everything together, you turn, Prezzemolo, you know what is prezzemolo? No. In German is petersilie, the green stuff, herb, which you use for the fish. That would be parsley? Fresh one. Yeah. And you just put like a parmigiano, no? Uh-huh. Just like this. Awesome. And you just do the al dente, the pasta, and a little stir, and it's done. When the pasta goes in, the heat very high. For a minute or something. Yeah, yeah, something like this. Huh? Incredible. I'm gonna try this. Incredible. And then the the salt, the sea, the salt comes from the water. That's of the... very yeah. That's very delicate because if you put salt on the vongole, then can be too salty. Uh -huh. Because they already have the salt from the sea, no? Right. So better if you taste, and then if you need, then you just put a little bit. Uh -huh. But anyway, the salt you use in the water for the pasta. Uh huh. Oh, so the I, pasta. Okay, wait a minute. But how much salt do you put in the pasta water? I never put salt well, in the pasta water. Never. Never? I didn't know. You should have seen the look he gave me when I told him I'd never put salt in the water for pasta. Well, the Italian style to cook pasta is water <laughs> yes. and salt. No olive oil, not even No, 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 no. In big recipe, yep. no, depends. Half kilo for pasta, for example. Uh -huh. Water and then salt. No, one spoon, full spoon of salt okay. in the water. Boil uh -huh. and then pasta. Uh -huh. Yeah. So hungry now? Okay, quick recap and we'll call it a day. So, ingredients fresh clams, spaghetti or vermicelli, about a pound probably. You need a good quality olive oil, but it doesn't need to be extra virgin. One small pepperoncino, red, minced. You might use crushed red pepper to taste if you can't find this one. A garlic clove, cut very thin. And then parsley chopped for garnish and Parmesan cheese grated for the top two. Start your water boiling with a teaspoon of salt in it and then add your spaghetti or vermicelli. And while that's boiling, heat olive oil in a large saucepan at about medium high. When the olive oil begins to shimmer, add your garlic and cook until it's lightly browned, probably about 30 seconds. Add the clams and cover for about a minute. 
They will release a lot of water into the pan and your whole kitchen will smell like the sea. Cook until the water is reduced, I'm guessing by about half. Then add pasta and pepperoncino and cook for about a minute on high heat, stirring all those ingredients together. Turn off the heat and serve. Top with parsley and parmesan. Good luck. All right, let's wrap up with a few more words of wisdom from Agnello and a piece from the Agnello Desiderio Quartetto Furioso. Their album is The Four Seasons from Vivaldi and The Four Seasons from Piazzolla. It's pretty cool. So, it's hot in here in LA. It's springtime. Let's go with Vivaldi. Until next time, enjoy the music. I'm repeating since some years. Let's try, and especially to the young generation, to find yourself and to use in a positive way the music in order to express what you have inside.